it takes quite a while for you to get back on those um, rankings and those links and uh, to get everything up and running and working correctly and uh, basically just uh, go back to the state where it was before. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, well, each month we focus on a different marketing method, could be email or SEO or Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different marketing method expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. Okay, a couple of things to get through before we get into our episode today. First off, I love to give a little shout out to our listeners, especially those who are kind enough to take the time to post a review of the show. And I've got a shout out to do today. So thanks, Kerry Kathleen from the USA for your five star rating on Apple Podcasts. We love a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Kerry Kathleen says... A top e-commerce podcast. Thank you very much. This podcast is 10 out of 10 for me for all things e-commerce and marketing. Chloe is an amazing host. I'm blushing right now. And I love how selective she is when choosing guests and topics to ensure we are getting the absolute best and highest quality information. Amazing listen for founders, marketers, e-com lovers and those looking to break into the industry. Wow, Kerry Kathleen, do you want to come and write my copy for me? Because that was excellent. Thank you so much. If you would like a shout out at the start of an episode, then just go to keepopt.com forward slash review to find out how to leave a review. And maybe next time I'll be reading out your name and your review. This month, I said, as I haven't said yet, but we are, we are all about SEO. In the last episode, we were all about zero waste content marketing, where a lot is down to your website setup and the speed and it can have going zero waste with your content marketing has a very good impact on your SEO. So in this episode, we're kind of continuing that by getting into the number one place e-commerce brands screw up their SEO, the website migration. We will be talking through how to approach it, key things to do, key things to do to make it as successful as possible. And make sure you listen right to the end of the episode because my guest is sharing some brilliant advice in the insider tips, including three free resources for upskilling yourself on SEO that you do not want to miss out on. So make sure you listen right to the end. Uh, We'd also get my, my thoughts and a couple of other ways we can help you. So stay tuned to the end. Let me tell you about our SEO month sponsors, the marvellous Spec Digital. Spec are experts in customer acquisition through SEO, with a firm focus on not just doing great SEO, but on helping you to scale up your business too. For Spec clients, it's all about finding the best ways to grow sales. Their senior SEO consultant, Rob, will be joining us for one of this month's episodes to do just that, And Spec are offering all Keep Optimising podcast listeners a chance to speak to one of their consultants for free. Take it as your opportunity to discuss some of your biggest SEO pain points. Book your free one hour consultant call using the short link keepopt.com forward slash spec. That's K-E-E-P-O-P-T dot com forward slash S-P-E-C. Get expert help with your SEO from the spec digital team right now. Go to keepopt.com forward slash spec. 
Today I'm chatting with SEO expert Montserrat Carno. Montserrat is an international SEO and digital marketing consultant whose core skill set is technical SEO. So an awesome guest to help you make sure your next site move doesn't screw up any of your SEO power. Hello Montserrat. Hello Chloe, how are you? I'm good and it's so excellent to have you here to be covering a topic which I can't believe we haven't already done. But before we get into that topic, how did you get into SEO? Thank you so much for having me on today. How I got into SEO, it was just um, by chance, really, because I didn't expect to be dealing with websites or anything technical since I did linguistics at uni. And there was nothing that I thought it could be for me, really. But I moved to the UK, started to work in the UK Department for Work and Pensions, and they put me in charge of a website relaunch. Wow. And I was like, what is a website relaunch? And then I realized, oh, yeah, all this forum, <laughs> all this online forum, all these websites, all these sites that I had been playing with before, I didn't really consider them. It was just like a game, really. And so today, it still is it still feels a bit of a game to be honest <laughs> so much of what we do in digital marketing feels a little bit a little bit gamified doesn't it i totally get the feeling i think sometimes you have to hold on to that it feels like a game otherwise you kind of get the fear it all becomes a bit too real better to keep it a game i think but but let's not i, I could quite easily disappear off on a philosophical angle there <laughs> let's avoid that let's talk about site migrations they are such complicated, complicated beasts, but so often the SEO part gets left out or gets done badly, which can cost the business an awful lot of money. So if you're involved, let's say ideal world, you're involved with the SEO hat on, on a site migration from the beginning of the process, what are the core things to get right in your experience? The very first thing that we need to achieve is to be in the process at the very beginning because every so often CEO gets sidelined or not even considered when we are uh, talking about uh, site migrations because businesses tend to think that it's so technical and it is a very technical aspect but it is so technical it usually gets relegated to the IT department which in turn plays a huge role in this process but that is the very first thing for us to achieve really to persuade and convince everyone to get everyone on board that SEO needs to be there and needs to be if not leading at least playing a huge role in it so this is the first thing second you need to get planning right because it's so difficult to do something if you are not planning it first. Uh, something like this, something like a website migration that is so terribly technical that needs to be executed correctly needs to be planned ahead. And there are so many moving parts. It's one of those projects that are difficult to carry on on any business because there are different moving parts. There's different specialisms in there. There's different bits and pieces to take into account that anything can actually slip through the net. Moreover, it's also one of the riskiest activities in SEO for 
any business because if it is not executed, if a website migration is not executed correctly, it can definitely make that business lose millions. Yeah, it, it is so risky, isn't it? I find I find it so frustrating that you have to say that the first thing you need to do is be part of the conversation as the person with the SEO hat on because it's like, it should be, you know, we're going to do a site migration, right, let's start worrying about SEO. It shouldn't be Oh, we go, we're, we're moving the site tomorrow, SEO people. It, it frustrates me so much that that's still, still something we have to point out. So with this planning piece and bringing all those bits and pieces of the SEO together, what, what are the key things you're looking at to make sure that migration goes well? Well, one size doesn't fit all, really, because every business is very different, especially if it is an international website migration, you know. For every single business, it is important to understand what exactly it is that we need to do, why we are doing this. I mean, my first piece of advice for everyone who wishes to do a website migration is, is don't do it. Just don't do it. It's so risky and so tricky to do. Just don't do it unless you actually need to do it. So think through things first and then act accordingly. Think about the different situations where you would definitely need to, to perform a website migration, such as, a, I don't know, reskin, for example, which is the least risky situation or a replatforming, which is, I think, I believe this is the most risky of the situations, uh, replatforming. Just to think, think about why you would need to do this and whether your business is going to be affected in the right way, in a positive light. I love that advice to try and avoid the site migration because I think it sometimes we, we, we just end up doing it when we shouldn't be doing it. And I think that's such a good point is it's risky. So try and find another way of achieving the same aims. I did site migrations, but I don't think I've done one in maybe, certainly not in six or seven years, I don't think. And the biggest thing I was always worried about from an SEO perspective was getting the URLs and the redirects right. Is that the same today? Oh, it definitely is the same today. <laughs> I think that is the core part of it. You need to get every single URL correct. And this is one of the reasons why one size doesn't fit all. Because if you are trying to replatform or to um, changing domain names, etc., etc., it's not the same as just not doing it. Because if you are trying to touch the, the URL structure, then is when it becomes risky or riskier. Yeah, it's like redeveloping on the same platform or, or reskinning, like you said, or redesigning. Because the URL structure doesn't change, there's so much less risk for SEO than if we're going from one platform that has URL structure A to another platform that has URL structure B. One of those gives the SEO team a very easy life and the other one really <laughs> doesn't, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a lot less work, but it's also uh, where a good, good planning and good processes come into place. You definitely need somebody who actually says what exactly needs to be done, who does it, and then execute it correctly, because otherwise it just doesn't work. Think about all these URLs that you're not using anymore, perhaps uh, landing pages, old landing pages, or old um, old links that were in emails, for example, or downloadables. You just have to check so much stuff in there, and then just plug it out, just just uh, put it into, into an Excel or any other tool of your choice and map it out correctly. I love that tidying up 
idea you're giving us there, Montserrat, because I think it's so much so often people think of a site redesign as being new, 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 but actually it's a brilliant opportunity to go, hold on, what URLs do we actually have? And what URLs shouldn't we have anymore? And then where can we redirect them and get rid of them as we go through the through the process? So obviously it, it's nice to keep the house tidy, as it were. Is there an SEO benefit to getting rid of pages we're not really using anymore in this process? Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, if you are going to be changing platforms, for example, or doing some kind of migration, it's a great way to start thinking about doing a content audit, just so you understand what you've got and how it can benefit your business at this moment in time, whether to keep or not to keep or to merge or to uh, delete altogether all that content which you are not using. Because uh, there might be information in there which can be used by your business these days, uh, let alone backlinks, <laughs> backlinks that, uh, that you can redirect into money pages, for example, or important pages for any other reason. Yeah, I, I, I challenge anyone to go through all their URLs and not find something you are shocked still exists <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah. I know it's something I'm well overdue checking out on my websites and kind of a bit I'm a bit scared to to be honest so that's that's a definitely a good angle for um, improving the SEO performance as we go through this now we've covered off the key things there around our URLs and a bit of a content tidy up as well what's the next thing we need to be, be including in the SEO part of our site migration plan once everything has been done and test it accordingly before we actually do a rollout, then we need to leave the, uh, the, the new website working correctly for, by itself for at least a couple of weeks. So I, I give it a couple of weeks to a month to start looking into any possible fails, uh, anything that I might need to optimize. But in the meantime, what I tend to ask the team around me is to pick up anything that perhaps I haven't picked up myself, put it into a list, anything that is not working, anything that looks funny, anything that shouldn't be there perhaps but it is, or anything that should be there and it isn't. And then I compile everything, I do my own testing, and after a few weeks, I started the process of optimization. This is when I audit the new site for the first time and compare everything that I have found or everybody else around me has found you with everything that I'm finding on the uh, site audit. And then I start optimizing. I often find that um, site speed is actually one of the bits and pieces that suffers a bit after a site migration. And this is because, well, entirely because of a, a variety of reasons, really. And one of them is because maybe if it is a web platforming, you need to be entirely, entirely dependent on a new platform, how well it performs, how much more content there is in there, whether we have optimized uh, bits and pieces, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I look into, look into all that and I implement changes as much as possible. Got you. So... In the run up to the move, it's really the absolute core thing is to worry about those URLs and make sure they're all doing. And then once it goes live, we get ourselves and then various members of the team to, to kind of stress test. Let's go and see what's working, what isn't. Has everything happened the way we wanted it to? Then we give it a couple of weeks to bed in, at which point 
the work is most definitely not over and we need to go through and see what's happened, see what's had a good result, see what's had a bad result and then start our optimization process from there on out. Would that be a, a fair way of saying that there's almost as much work to do post-move as there is pre-move? I don't consider that a website migration is finished once you actually roll it out because A, you might need to roll the site back for which you really need to keep a copy of the old site just in case. And B, it takes quite a while for you to get back on those um, rankings and those links uh, to get everything up and running and working correctly and um, basically just uh, go back to the state where it was before. It takes about five, good five to six months in many cases, it, it, it doesn't really, it's not an overnight process. It doesn't really take two days, not anything. Uh, you need to, it's a process of doing the migration and then keep testing um, just to find anything that perhaps shouldn't be there, that should be there, et cetera, et cetera. It's after maybe just a few months, I've just kind of finished the, the process. So is there ever a case where we would anticipate a site migration, so fully moving from one platform to another wouldn't have a negative impact on our SEO? This is a very tricky question to ask and <laughs> to answer, sorry, but um, not in my case, not in my experience. It really is very risky and very tricky, but there are also very good reasons for any business to um, change uh, platforms. In fact, it's very interesting. I was reading the other day that there is um, a huge investment or a top investment going in in many uh, different types of business or businesses all over the world, as it says on the Deloitte 2022 report, which I found is really, really interesting. Why would you want to get into this very tricky business of doing a website migration? But then obviously, when you think about the higher number of people using the internet, buying online, I've read that there are about 26 million e-commerce websites out there. I'm not sure whether this number is correct though, but it's around 26 million websites, e-commerce websites all over the world. When you think about that increase in buying cross borders, I think it kind of makes sense thinking about your own technology stack, really. So the different platforms are going to be valued um, so much more um, over the years because they, they become more sophisticated, they become maybe easier and more appealing to manage as well. And that is something that needs to, to change for businesses too, because it impacts directly onto their internal processes, right? Because, uh, I don't know, maybe uploading new products or uploading new content becomes easier, maybe it gets automated, et cetera, et cetera. So, but, but yeah, no, it kind of makes sense uh, for business to think about this, but People need to understand that in most occasions, their rankings and the situation will not be exactly the same as before. It can also improve, but it does take time. That's an excellent summary, Montserrat. Thank you so much. It's been brilliant picking your brains about website migrations. Listeners, remember to stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on Montserrat's insider tips on SEO and my suggestions for more free resources to help you improve things even further in your business. Let me tell you about our SEO month sponsors, the marvellous Spec 
Digital. Spec are experts in customer acquisition through SEO, with a firm focus on not just doing great SEO, but on helping you to scale up your business too. For Spec clients, it's all about finding the best ways to grow sales. Their senior SEO consultant, Rob, will be joining us for one of this month's episodes to do just that. And Spec are offering all Keep Optimising podcast listeners a chance to speak to one of their consultants for free. Take it as your opportunity to discuss some of your biggest SEO pain points. Book your free one hour consultant call using the short link keepopt.com forward slash spec. That's K-E-E-P-O-P-T dot com forward slash S-P-E-C. Get expert help with your SEO from the Spec Digital team right now. Go to keepopt.com forward slash spec. Okay, Monstrap, so far we have gone deep into website migrations. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of SEO. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with SEO, which of course does include everything we've already been talking about. Monserrat, are you ready? Yes, I am. Marvellous. Then let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? To give themselves the best chance of success over the years, I would recommend two things. One, get ready to have your own website or to work on other, um, your friends' websites. So it's just um, having a website for you to play with, basically, and test things out so that you know exactly what uh, people are talking about when they talk about your instructor or anything else really that we might talk about. And this is the first advice. Secondly, read all the time, get informed, and also try to think strategically about your own career as well. I would recommend asking people, I would recommend talking to people, maybe get a mentor early on so that you know more or less how to deal with the different aspects of SEO, how to discover your strengths and weaknesses. Would you like to improve your on your weaknesses or setting weakness? Or maybe you want to boost uh, um, boost other aspects of your skill sets or because uh, maybe you want to, to go into management, maybe you want to be a specialist, etc., etc. This is something that I would recommend you to think about early on rather than later. And it's something that I discovered quite late, actually. (laughs) I love that answer because I think people forget quite how many elements there are to SEO. And fundamentally, if you look at the world of personality profiling and all the rest of it, one person cannot be brilliant at all of it because it's not going to be playing to your strengths because the the, the skill set is so diverse. So I love that. Love that answer. Now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve SEO performance? One of my favorite ways to improve performance is knowing what I need to improve. So if I don't audit, and I think I'm very big on audits myself, if, if you don't audit, if you don't look into what you already have, so how how can you know exactly what you need to improve or not? You see? So my recommendation is audits and then prioritize. Prioritize very heavily. Be brutal with this because um, some things are very good to have and they are necessary, but others are a lot more necessary. And every single situation, every single website will vary. 
for an e-commerce website, it might be images. It might be that they need to do a small project just to check on all the images that they've got, maybe to compress them, maybe to use another type of technology. Maybe they just uh, need to add old texts so that they are found a lot better and a lot quicker by search engines and by users. Uh, every single situation is rather different. Audit first. Love it. Audit first. Get prioritizing, everybody. Uh, Montserrat, if someone listening wants to learn more, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? The very first resource that I would recommend is Tom Critchlow's SEO MBA newsletter. It's by far one of my favorite newsletters. It's, it's really, really, really interesting. It's packed with very good knowledge of um, SEO and how to get going, really, skill sets, um, and especially how to persuade senior execs that SEO is important. Remember when we were talking about earlier about the first steps into a website migration, and I was saying that perhaps one of the first things that you need to do is to persuade people that SEO needs to be in the conversation early on rather than later. I think this is a very good resource for you to learn how best to do that. And it's really good. And it's for free. He also has some courses which are not free and they are not cheap either. But um, I keep hearing very good things. Another resource that I have seen so far that is very cute is Learning learning SEO, um, Salida Solis' resource. And a third one I really, really like, because I'm big in project management myself, is the newsletter by Adam, Adam Jens who is going to be releasing a new project management course and project management plays such a huge part in website migrations it really is it really is big so i would recommend everybody to check all these resources love that three brilliant ones there and everyone who's listening we will put links to all of those on the show notes Um, so just make sure you go and check out those if you want to go right to the right places to get yourself signed up Finally, Montserrat, it's crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for? AI is just one of the big, big things. It's a very big thing right now. And we will be hearing a lot more about it in the coming months or even years because we are all um, having to try and test out new things just to see how we can improve our SEO processes in terms of, for example, writing metadata and things like that, or even generating content ideas for e-commerce websites, uh, product descriptions, perhaps. Um, you know, we are all testing things out, and I think, and I think it's going to become bigger. We all need to master prompting. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if prompting is even a verb, but making good prompts for AI tools will be a very very big thing in itself yes i think it's ai it's very easy to get distracted by ai and the 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 people who will succeed are those who find the clever ways to use the ai and um i think that's that's going to be something we all spend a lot of time working on this year (laughs) 
That's right. It's all about avoiding distractions, isn't it? Because with distractions, we don't get anywhere. We don't get at the end of the site migration or anything. But yeah, no, AI is just going to be really, really interesting. Mastering the, the prompts is a very good way to perhaps avoiding these distractions. Definitely. Well, look, Montserrat, we are very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business if they would like to get in contact with you? Sure. I am very active on LinkedIn and Twitter. If Twitter is still going to be a thing, but for the time being, I am active in there. I also have a website, a new website, which is coming up, montserrat-cano.com. Uh, you can get in touch with me over there too. And uh, yeah, and so if you have any questions or anything at all, you can contact me and I'll be happy to help. Brilliant. Thank you, Montserrat. And thank you so much for taking us through uh, your approach to making sure the SEO is as protected as possible in a site migration. So thank you so much for being on the Keep Optimising podcast today and for being so generous sharing your expertise with us. Thank you very much for having me on such an interesting topic. Okay, so some interesting angles there from Montserrat on how to manage those website migration processes. First off, should you even be doing it? Website migrations are a huge amount of work. They will change your SEO for better or worse. They are so much work and they can be a massive distraction. So are you sure you should be doing your website migration? And that's such a such an important question to ask. If you are doing it, then involve SEO from the start. That cannot be said enough times. Do not mention it to your SEO agency the day before you move. It will harm your business and it will not make you any friends with your SEO agency. Then URLs and tags, that grounding of your SEO, absolutely crucial to have someone with their eyes on that the whole way through the process. And then I think the other really, really crucial thing Montserrat was saying there was it doesn't end at the point the site goes live. You are not in SEO. You are not in control of your rankings how the algorithms see your website is in control of your ranking. So it's crucial that for that kind of first two weeks, you quickly bug fix anything you see. And then once you're two or three weeks in and the algorithms have caught up with your site change, you re-audit, you re-analyze, you recheck everything you've ever done in SEO. And then you go and you make the improvements prioritizing, as she was saying in the insider tips at the end there. So some great advice there from Montserrat. You can get the links to everything we discussed, including those three brilliant resources in the show notes we've created on the website. You can get to that by using our short link, keepopt.com episode number. So insert the number of this episode there. So keepopt.com forward slash episode number. That will take you directly to the correct page on the Keep Optimizing website. Once you get to the website, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the things I share to help you improve your business. And when you're there, you can also sign up for our monthly Q&A webinar because as part of my mission to help you improve your SEO, I've invited all our specialists to join us for a live Q&A webinar at the end of the month. That will be your chance to get your questions answered. So just go to keepopt.com forward slash webinar to register. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimising podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, then do check out episode 146, which is the previous one, because I think it will really help you build on what you've learned in this episode, because Chrissy and I get into speed and the carbon impact of your marketing in a lot of detail. So we're talking about site speed in depth. We are talking about content in depth. And I think that fits really nicely with this chat with Montserrat. And you can find all our SEO episodes by scrolling up your feed or going to keepopt.com forward slash SEO because we've got several years worth of them now for you to dive into. Plus, please do tell your fellow marketers about the show because I want to help them as well to improve the performance of their e-commerce SEO marketing. Have a great, great week even and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z. It's time to get your free ticket to our brand new virtual event. This time we're tackling the problem of overstocks, how to avoid them and how to clear them. So take control of your stock to improve profits, cash flow and your environmental impact. Just use our short link keepopt.com forward slash summit to get your free ticket.